Welcome to Reinvented Delaware, the podcast. I'm Cindy. And I'm Steve. We're a husband and wife team that shares the passion of reinventing home decor. We want to take you behind the scenes of our YouTube channel and blog and also give you a chance to get to know us while we get to know you. So grab a cup of coffee, your favorite chair, sit back, relax, and enjoy our conversation. Hi, and welcome to the Reinvented Delaware podcast. I believe this is number seven. What? Are you serious? Yep, I believe this is number seven. Are we keeping this all straight? Um, I think so. Yeah. So time will tell. Well, you would think after 40 years of marriage, we could keep what episode number we are. But we actually had to create a Google calendar to share with one another. I feel so high tech. That is. I I do feel very (laughs) technology challenged. (laughs) Yeah. Same here. um, What's going on with you? um, Not a whole lot. What have you been up to? Uh, well, at this point, I'm preparing to go back to school, so I'm mm-hmm. getting my mental um, facilities in order to so <laughs> be, kind I, of have to prepare a little bit. But I like how you say that. It's b- mental facilities. Well, it's different yeah. being up all day and kind of doing what you want to do than being in school. Yeah, it's kind of cool. You have, you have, a, you have a, a summer break, and, you know, like and a student. Then in school, you have to be at a certain place at a certain time, so, mm-hmm. so it's more regulated are you ready are you ready to go back i will be by the time it gets here okay so <laughs> okay. i'm getting myself into that phase yeah of getting ready okay good so good. today we're going to talk about thrift like a picker oh and i guess before I like we this. get started on that what have you been working on what have i been working on well i had to power wash our back patio did you see how bad it looked um, I saw it when you got done, and I saw how different it looked. So, oh, it was yeah. it was bad. Just I think we might have skipped it. So we power wash our house every year. Sometimes we do it twice. normally do it in the spring. Yeah, I think last spring we missed it or something. Uh, I haven't done it this past spring yet. Yeah, we so haven't done it this the current list. one. Yeah. Okay, want to do it before fall anyway. Yeah, and I I went ahead and did the the cement patio in our backyard, and it was bad it was so green i feel like it was more green than usual what do you Is think that... people did before pressure washer i don't know but a power washer a pressure washer man i can't live without it i i could go through the whole house and just power wash the interior don't of the house that. i'm don't not going to do that, do that. <laughs> yeah, but it sure sounds like a dream way to clean i don't think where wood floors would agree, okay so we'll skip that and today we're just going to talk about thrifting like a picker i love the title you picked so, no pun intended. <laughs> we are actually going to discuss um, just a little bit of, I originally entitled this failures, and then it's really not a failure. So, I, um, But one of the first things I had is, can you think of something at an auction or a thrift store or one time when we were out that you did not purchase that you wish you later you said, oh, I wish I'd, I did? Well, there's been more than one, but more recently I was out thrifting and I saw this shorthand book. In fact, somebody just commented on that video and said that they were a 72 year old woman that learned how to do shorthand in college, which is crazy. I learned shorthand in high school and one of my sisters was very proficient in shorthand. So I found a shorthand book for my sister several years ago when I gave it to her. She loves it. I thought I'd never come across another one. And then lo and behold, a few weeks ago, I found this shorthand book and I thought, oh, I ought to get this. And I think I I'm didn't. the one that found it and pointed okay. it out. I think it's actually, yeah, in a video. Um, okay. He's the one that found it. And he's like, Cindy, you would love this. I'm like, no, yeah, I'm not going to get it. And I regret it so much. Yeah. I think it was a textbook, like an old, yeah. old textbook. Cause I, when I was in high school, I took typing. Um, cause that's where girls were. 
but it didn't <laughs> stick. But oh, really? we, it was typing and shorthand. So it's kind of like learning something working here. in an office. Hold it. You didn't want to learn how to type. You just wanted to see the girls? Um, yeah, typing <laughs> and shorthand was not my primary objective. Really? But, yes. Okay. So my typing skills are now self-taught because I did not, um, not, the teacher made a valiant effort. I just did not pick it up. All right. So. I'll let you slide there. So shorthand is a short form of writing in cursive. It's like symbols that are several words together. So there are some common words that you would use in, in business correspondence. And they came up with this way of writing it. And, you know, you could just write very quickly with this shorthand. And there were a there were textbooks for it. And I came across one at this thr thrift store and I really should have gotten it. And we were just back recently because there was also the other thing that I regretted not getting that day was this really cool chair. It was $15. I loved it. I went home and had a dream about it. Really. Wow. I know. I know. So that means I should have gotten that chair then. And I woke up the next day and I called. In fact, it's called Thrifty Creations in Laurel, Delaware. And I called the owner, Chris. And I'm like, Chris, hang on to that chair. I am coming back. So I finally just picked it up the other day. Remember, yep. we stopped in there. I got this chair. I can't wait to make it over. So stay tuned. That's that's going to be a project here. But that kind of leads into, like, when you see the thing, you ought to just pick it up. You ought to just get it, right? I mean, I do think you need to give it some discretion. So uh, you you had the shorthand instructional book. And for mine, it was a very large scale. I want to say it was like a remote control, like 1966 Batmobile. Oh. <laughs> and Are I, you seeing a theme with yeah. the whole Batman well, thing? Yeah, he I'm loves a Batman. huge Batman fan. So I was three when the TV series came out and like seven when it went off. So I am, um, I still collect some of the old Batman. Yeah. Stuff. But I saw this thing and it was in really good shape. And I should have bought it. And I thought, where am I going to put it? Not something that really goes with our decor. And so I left it. But I've never seen another one. And I still remember. And it was only like $25. I've never seen one. But it was huge. Now I have grandson. Huge? Like how big? Tell me. Um, I don't think I saw It was probably this. 18 inches. So maybe oh, like yeah. that big. And probably 6, 8 inches wide. It was bigger than what I'm used to. It wasn't a matchbox or yeah, a small Yeah, I'm scale. not picturing that on the fireplace mantle. Yeah, I could. So I could picture it on the fireplace mantle. <laughs> Ladies, let me know. Does does your husband have like some kind of an affinity towards something like that, like a Batmobile? Let me know down in the comments, if so, and what that thing is. I think that's why they invented man caves. Okay. okay. But back to your topic on shorthand, if you're younger than probably 40, you might not know what shorthand is mm -hmm. because you grew up in the age of computers and voice to text and technology. Hmm. But um, back in the day, if you were a secretary, that was a very highly sought after skill because yeah. the boss would give, would call the secretary and dictate a letter. And, you know, in some cases, especially like political um, figures, the letter had to be transcribed exactly verbatim as it was dictated. Cause, mm -hmm. and, and even in contracts and things like that, you know, word can make a big difference. So a highly proficient secretary was able to go in and the shorthand you were talking about symbols it was just a that's a lot of symbols but the uh, this i guess really the skill is in deciphering those symbols after the letters dictated and actually putting it back mm -hmm. um, verbatim and i know probably the 80s there were a lot of recording like cassette recording that you could transcribe you could uh, 
I'm, the one I'm thinking of, because we used it in law enforcement. If you recorded an interview, it had a foot pedal. You could start it and stop it. So mm-hmm. you, you would type out. Oh, like a the, court reporter. Um, Didn't they other do than something? A, a court reporter uses something similar to shorthand. Okay. Um, uh, something like shorthand and Braille combined. Oh, wow. I don't think um, I knew that. But it's a special language that they have to learn in school. Mm-hmm. And again, the, the um, emphasis is on being verbatim because it, you know, something, a fact that someone testifies to can be really, really important. Mm-hmm. But um, this thing had a foot pedal. So if you recorded a witness and you wanted to go back because you had to type it in the report, it you could listen to the recording as much as you could store in your head. And then let off the foot pedal and it would stop and you would type that and then you'd push down on the foot pedal again. So when you got fairly good at it, um, you could, you just, it was a series of pauses, very short pauses mm-hmm. and you just, so you got through your statement. But, um, and again, then we got the voice to text and now. Yeah, that's what's crazy now is back in the day that a boss would dictate like Steve just said and she would tran- she would write it down in the shorthand and then she would go back later and transcribe it at the typewriter. Like that's not even hardly a word anymore yep. at the typewriter. And now we just pick up our phones and tell Siri what we want to tell Siri and she'll make a note for us. Like I use that all the time. Very interesting how all that's changed. Anyway, I should have gotten that shorthand book, and I didn't. So that's an epic You mentioned she, and so especially in today's day and time, it would seem very sexist to say that. Mm -hmm. But um, there was a time when most secretaries were male, and they had to have the same. Female. A lot of them were male. You think of like. Oh, really? Yes. Um, I don't think female secretaries caught on until early 19, maybe even World War II. But, um, hmm. and more out of necessity, but a lot of, yeah, a lot of secretaries were male. So, oh, interesting. Okay. Um, and I'm thinking of Abraham Lincoln's secretary. Oh, that's right. And yes. I'm, I'm thinking his last name was Kennedy and President Kennedy's secretary's last name was Lincoln. There's some historical. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Some yeah. historical. That's neat. I don't neat. know what you call that, but kind of a well, weird just, fact. Yeah. Let's chat about so, um, what are some of the deciding factors about whether or not you're going to purchase something at a at a thrift store. Now, listen, we shop thrift stores, auctions, flea markets, yard sales, like all of the above and everything in between. So what are some of the deciding factors that you use on whether or not to get a certain piece? I would have to say price. Hmm. Uh, that's the, the primary factor is the what it costs. Um, and probably because of our business, I often think of resale value. Mm-hmm. So if I were to buy it, and then decide to sell it, could I get my money back or even make money? So on some things, if I'm going to refurbish or restore or do something with it, I want it to know that it's at a price point that I can I can make a profit. If yeah, it's definitely. personally for me, I kind of have to really think about whether or not I would use it. And hence the Batmobile. It was like, <laughs> I really want this, but where would I put it? And or so I don't have a designated man cave. I have my workshop, but it would just get all dusty, dirty. I don't really have a display area out there. Well, so. you have a you have a smaller display area. In fact, we might be doing a makeover in a podcast room. We are currently in one of my workspaces. I have two. I have an outdoor workshop. I have this indoor workshop that also is my office and now podcast studio. We were thinking about converting one of our spare bedrooms to our podcast studio. So, yeah. People might be able to see all that back there because there's a lot. You have bookshelving. Well, well, you'll see it in the yeah. future. So for a number of years when I was a police officer, I had an office and I collected police motorcycles. Mm-hmm. There is some Batman, some mm-hmm. uh, 
Yeah, well, again, we'll, we'll let you We'll see. get to that. So the background might be changing in the coming weeks. So how about we'll you? See. What is the deciding factor of whether you leave something at the store you well, take price, it Well, price is a biggie for me because I am the queen of cheap. I do not like to spend a lot of money. I don't like to spend a lot of money on one particular item. I'm just not a spender. I really never have been. And even more so when the business came, like Steve just said, I had to always think about, you know, the profitability, profitability, Say that word for Profitability. me. Profitability. For the item itself. And I wanted to make sure that we could make plenty of profit on it. So that was a big determining factor. For our own home, well, even just the other day, I was out thrifting. I, I seem to go thrifting a lot. And I saw this one particular ironstone plate. It was really small, very unusual. And it was at a thrift store. It was $12. But I was picking up other ironstone pieces that were only $2 each. So I even asked the clerk, hey, is this mistakenly priced because it's mixed in with all these $2 items? She said, no, that's the right price. Well, I put it back. I kind of regret putting it back. But at the same time, I have to really love the piece. And I, that means that I also really have to love the price tag. And if I don't really love the price tag, I'm going to pass it by for the most part. So definitely that. I would also say quality of a piece has a lot to do with it. There's been a lot of pieces that because we've sold them, we don't mind fixing them up. So they might not be the highest quality, but if it's an antique, it is a high quality, even if it's broken. I mm -hmm. hope that makes sense that I'm willing to have something of uh, that's broken if it's high quality because of its age. Am I saying that correctly? Yeah, I mm -hmm. think, um, you know, if I use that in my grandparents' day, a piece of furniture was probably made with a, in most cases, a uh, much higher degree mm -hmm. of workmanship than today. And I don't mind repairing something like that if it's yeah, same here. doable. So a lot mm -hmm. of times it's just um, maybe reattaching something with some glue or some fasteners and then... Uh, I know we've taken some tables and things apart, re-glued them just because the glue from that period of time is just dried up or it's no longer doing what it's supposed to be doing. So if you mm -hmm. can repair something like that, I think it's worth it. But yeah, so that's something. And then I think another thing to consider is storage. Like storage is an issue, yes. isn't it? And again, back to my Batmobile. So mm -hmm. I, while I would have liked to have had it as part of a collection, I really, there was no place to put it. So mm -hmm. you will see if we change into that room. It's still a small area. It is. And um, honestly, like, I would probably give it to my grandkids now. Mm -hmm. At the time, I didn't have grandkids, but I still kind of think back like, oh, I wish I bought it. Wish mm -hmm. I bought it. Yeah. So there are some things to consider when you're out shopping and that kind of thing. So let's talk about a, a time that you thrifted something and you wound up disappointed because that happens too, doesn't it? Yeah, and so when we were we were discussing this, I happened um, I was at an auction, and I found a leg vise. And if you don't know what that is, it attaches to the leg of a um, workbench, and it allows you to hold a piece, and then you can use a plane on it. You can work on it, but it holds a longer piece of wood. Pretty common on old carpenters' workbenches. Hard to find now. But I found one, and it was still in really, really good shape. It was the metal. Um, some of the, the wood needed to be replaced, which wouldn't have been a big deal. And I bought it for like $3. Hmm. And I was going to put it on my workbench. So um, I could just envision all the work I was going to do with this leg vise. But I did want one because they are, well, you don't use them a lot. They're mm -hmm. practical, and they're handy to have. Um, and I got it home, and I started to 
clean it up and lubricate it to get it working again, and the housing was cracked. Oh, so, that stinks. Yeah, so it wouldn't, by the time you tried to hold something tight, the crack would cause the device to, to give up the pressure and it would just let loose. So I took it to a friend of mine that welds, and because it's cast iron, there's a special process to weld cast iron. Oh, wow. And he didn't think, one, that it would hold, and two, if it did hold, he didn't think the vice would mm -hmm. ever work properly. He was just getting everything lined up. He didn't think he could do it. So it ended up in the trash pile. Mm. That happens. I, yeah. I'm, I'm remembering a, a piece of furniture that I, I can't even say I bought it because it was free. So maybe I'm not too awfully disappointed. I'll tell you why. But I came across a free china cabinet that otherwise would have just really been amazing, but it was mid-century. And that's just not my look, is it? Like we, no. we are just not mid-century people. We like more of the 1800s, late 1800s, early 1900s middle of the 1900s not so much and this china cabinet was a mid-century piece i painted it it sold right away so and it was free so it was almost complete profit i had very little supplies in it except for the paint and i think that was leftover paint from another project and the fact that it sold all that added up to be a great success and yet i didn't like doing it because it wasn't my style i i guess i'm going to chalk that up as a bit of a disappointment, mostly because I, I did enjoy working on it, but not as much as I've enjoyed the antiques that we love, that we've collected over the years. That's what right where, where my heart really is, not in mid-century. Now, maybe you love mid-century and that's wonderful. We all have different tastes. I'm just saying that that wasn't a piece that I was super thrilled. I like to use the phrase that I've really got to do backflips over something in order to enjoy working on it. That one, not so much. I didn't really do yeah, backflips. I know that through some of the stores, there are a number of people that actually do the, the mid-century modern. Mm -hmm. And we've had a few pieces that actually we've, we've done well mm -hmm. with or well on. But I'm like you. It's mm -hmm. not, not the, the look. I t I'm not the look that I would typically decorate. Not that I decorate, but it's not the... <laughs> Well, not the look that I'm used to seeing, I guess, when I come in the house. So, yeah. Um, yeah. How about something that you repurposed that you thought would really sell or something even that you built? Hmm. Um, and then it ended up like sitting oh. on the floor for a long time. Oh, I, I know two things. This is the craziest story. And this is an interesting business. If you're doing this as a business, you really never know what's going to sell and what isn't. And at the time, this was three or four years ago, we were in two different locations. They were about 20 minutes away from each other in, in two different towns. Just so happened that I came across two almost identical 1930s hutches. So it was a a tabletop with really long legs. I'll try to put a picture here on the YouTube channel and I'll also include a blog post link so you can see one of those hutches. The other one I did not get a picture of, but they were two almost identical hutches that we came across in two separate weekends, but it was, we shopped at an auction one weekend, went back and got another one at another auction the very next weekend. They were practically identical. One was painted one was not. They both had to be redone. So I, the one that I'm going to share with you down and below, down below in the description is the one that was painted. I had to strip the paint and all that. It was a lot of work, but it was beautiful. It was a 1930s hutch with wavy glass and a, a door on it that you, and shelving that you could store all sorts of 
dishes or pantry items like back in the day when we didn't have pantries and built-in cabinets they would have pieces of furniture like this so i redid both of these pieces i put one in one store and i put one in the other and the one that i put in the store that was the farthest away sold like that in a week that thing was gone i could not hardly believe it and i thought oh, okay great this other one's gonna sell too and it sat there and Vaguely it sat there that. and it sat there and it sat there and it sat there. I brought it home, repainted the thing, and it was quite a task to get that thing up and down the stairs stairs at Wilderlove. Didn't you do you did some extra? There was something you did. I did do a, something extra and I'm trying to remember. Oh, I know what it was. It, it, it was had a, a drawer. Design. Oh yeah, you there was a floral, floral design. I, or something? Yes, I yeah. hand painted this beautiful leaf design on it. So actually I made that over three times. Yeah. I remember the, the initial stencil. time and yeah. then I and it wasn't a stencil I actually hand painted that and then I made it over one other time a total of three times and after two years it never sold and never sold and never sold we decided to close up that one store where we were and when I was having everything on sale just to get rid of it one of the other vendors said hey I could use that for paint storage can I can I buy that I practically gave it to her. I think you I'm did. Just like, think, yeah. Get rid of the thing. Get it out of here. Fortunately, we only had about $30 in it because that's a big number for me for furniture. So we didn't lose a lot of money, but it was a lot of headache because we moved it around several times. Every time I made it over again, I had to bring it back home. So that was a, a fail in a way or a piece that I wasn't thrilled about the outcome of it. And it's so strange because I had two of them and the first one sold in a heartbeat and then that one two years later i couldn't hardly give it away like i can't figure that out it's but almost that's just like how it is the demand just changed that quick it like did it, the... it really did it really did so anyway so that's i think that's it for today what um what do you have going on this week you got anything coming up nope like i said i'm preparing to go back to school mm -hmm. so winding up on mm -hmm. some home maintenance um car maintenance type things uh have you started moving into the shop yet your new shop yet? no i no? still okay. have uh some things to do there yeah and so the that'll be a transition from right now we have all of our outdoor equipment under a carport <laughs> so that will transition into the new workshop and i need to heat the new workshop so i need to um oh i have to i have a wood stove that I'm going to install. Okay. It's just really difficult to cut a hole in like a new building. In a new building, yeah. yeah. But you can do it. You're up for the, the challenge. Yeah, the flip side is it's, you can't let it burn inside. But um, yeah. So I got some minor things to do before I actually get moved in. Okay, so. well, good. Well, I, I'm starting to think about some fall ideas. Maybe I'm a little bit behind, but this is kind of how my mind works. And I'm trying to think of some fall ideas. I'm hoping the pumpkins are going to be ready soon. Um, well, we're probably a few weeks out for that. Yeah, I think they're will be ready in October. So, okay. Yeah. Okay, so they're still growing, but he planted some really cool ones. They're like those Cinderella decorative kind of pumpkins. So I'm hoping that they turn out good this year. They right now are looking good. Mm -hmm. So that that can change with Delaware weather and bugs and things like that. But um, hopefully they'll produce and we'll have some really cool pumpkins to show. Awesome. Looking forward to it. So with that being said, we're going to wind it up. Yep. And so we don't bore, bore you. But again, I uh, <laughs> would just like to take this time to thank those of you that are leaving comments. Those comments really mean a lot. We do read them. 
I know oh, I read yeah. every single one. I know you do. Yeah. And, um, and I answer every single one. Well, I don't answer. Usually I hit the like button, but um, but we do read them. We go through every comment and we will read them. And they really inspire us and they mean a lot. Mm-hmm. I know several people have commented on just this simple podcast video, how it touches their lives or it, and uh, it brings back a memory or resonates. They find enjoyment in whatever way. So we really mm-hmm. appreciate mm-hmm. your comments. They, they really inspire mm-hmm. us to do that. We would ask you, if you really want to help us out, to subscribe mm-hmm. um, and like this channel. And also on podcasts, give us a five-star review. So even if you're mm-hmm. listening and you say, wow, that's the dumbest podcast I've ever heard. <laughs> only takes a second. Just give us a five-star review, and then you don't ever have to tune in again. Yeah, I think. What do you do? You just... Just hit that fifth star. All the fifth star on the right, just click it, and then tune out. Send. Yeah, you don't ever have to tune in again, but it does help us out. It really does help our analytics, because all the podcast players, they don't even know that you're listening until you give, like, a review. So a review doesn't even have to be anything typed out, although... If you want to type out, hey, Steve and Cindy, you're doing a great job, you go right ahead and do that, and the five stars... It really does help us to continue this conversation. We still have lots more to talk about in the future, don't yep. we? We've got a lot more. Um, if you're old like us, you remember that TV uh, shows used to get the ratings. And, mm. Oh, yes. And analytics is, for those of you that aren't sure, they're kind of like ratings mm-hmm. because Google doesn't have time to watch all this stuff, uh, nor does YouTube, so they go by the analytics. So by you liking, subscribing, giving us a five-star review, that just really helps and it shows them that, hey, we're going to put this out there for more people to see. Yep, so. you can reach out and contact us by going down below and click on the link. My email is cindy at reinventeddelaware.com. Shoot me an email, ask the questions, tell us the topics that you want us to talk about, tell us what you're interested in so we can continue to bring these episodes to you. We want to keep this going for a long time. Yep, I enjoy it. I do so. too. It's been a lot of fun. Yep, it's been yeah. a lot of fun. And again, if you... Uh, have something specific to me, same email, Cindy at reinventeddelaware.com, and she will I'll pass send it that to on. him. Yep, mm-hmm. she'll pass that on to me. We'll get you an answer. Yeah. All right. Have a great week, guys. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time.